0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the She Said What podcast with your host, Alyssa Harper. That's me. This week, we're gonna be talking about moving abroad and basically my experience in the last three-ish years of moving from Canada to Australia and why it's been so amazing, but also what I've learned and why it's been hard and what are the challenges and kind of what the actual behind the scenes of that looks like. If you have ever thought about going on some big traveling, eat, pray, love time in your life, or you have actually done that already and you just want to learn about you know, what that would actually be like or hear even just my experience, then you will love this podcast. You guys have asked for it quite a few times and I think it's just kind of cool for you guys to get some context as to where I'm coming from when you're listening to this podcast. So that's what today's going to be all about. I hope you guys enjoy it and let's get into it. So first of all, if you guys listen every week, this episode is coming out a tad late, just just like 12 hours late, okay? And it's because this week I moved from the area that I've lived in the whole time I've been here in Australia to a different area. And so it's been crazy, crazy, craziness. We also this past week came out of lockdown after being in lockdown for four months. And so I've gone back to work I've moved house and socially I've been able to see people for the first time in like months. And so this week has been crazy and my voice is even like sounding quite fatigued and like raspy. So sorry about that, but it's just been, it's been a week, okay? But I am very excited to be talking to you guys this week about this topic because it's nice because I can just kind of chat about it and it's not anything that's filled with, you know, research or anything like that, like some of the other episodes that I really have to like prep, prep, prep for. But I did obviously make a plan of what I'm going to kind of go through and what I'm going to share about just so, you know, I'm not rambling on. And so that you guys really do still get something out of this podcast, um, preparing for it. Genuinely. I got a little sad at one point. Cause I was like, wow, like this is true. Like there has been a lot of struggles and like, it's been so fun and it's been amazing, but it has been also really hard and it's hard. Cause a lot of the time on Instagram and you know, just when you're talking to people and they ask you, you know, have you been, you just say, you know, it's good. It's so amazing. I'm so thankful to have had this opportunity to move here, whatever. You talk a lot about the positive things, but you don't really share too much about the struggles. And so as much as I try to be transparent with you guys on Instagram and on my stories and everything like that, um, I think it's, there's a lot of stuff that I probably didn't share as well. And so I think it's good for you guys to hear all of that. Um, but ultimately, of course, as you know, I've said before, I would never change anything. Like I would never have not moved to Australia. Of course, like my life, like I, I cannot imagine what it would have been like if I didn't. And so I'm going to go through so much of that today. But first of all, because I do this in every podcast and I want to stick to my word, I'm going to be doing my very honest thought segment, which is honestly just a continuation of last week's very honest thought. The reason I do this is because I really believe that there are things that come up every single week for us where we recognize something in ourselves that A, we don't like and we want to change or be we love and we want to make sure we keep doing or you know see something that's happened to us and we want to like improve how we're going to react in the future. These kinds of things that come up that you can kind of push to the side, ignore, move on from and just go, "Oh, this was a crazy week. Let's just try to, you know, move on, move on, move on, forget about it." But I think it's important that we recognize these things. I think that's where growth comes from is really like seeing through your challenges and figuring out what you actually learned from each challenge in your life, like that makes you such a better person over time. And so that's why I think it's really important that we recognize these things. And last week I touched on it a little bit already, but my thought was about how I really struggle with change. And I think for me, it's always been a bit of a thing. Obviously it's definitely going along with today's theme of the podcast, which was a huge change, which was moving my whole life across the world in, you know, two suitcases. But today specifically, I'm just talking during my very honest thought about moving house because this past week we moved house and it was so much. There was so much that like kind of went wrong at the start where like our hot water wasn't working, like the electrical in our bedroom was blown, um, the blinds to like basically all the blinds in our flat weren't coming down for some reason because they were like stuck and they're like kind of older and so we were getting the sun bright in our bedroom at like 5 a.m every morning which like look I try to wake up early but 5 a.m is not the vibe um so anyways I could go on but there was a whole bunch of stuff that went bad that was really honestly a struggle and it made that change even harder like even me moving from like a good flat to another great flat, you know, would still be hard just because change is a struggle for me, but it made it extra, extra hard. And the reason I'm sharing about it is not to just, you know, dump all this on you guys, but it's to say that I did actually learn something through it. And I realized that I think for me, when there's big changes going on in my life or a lot is happening, what I need and what I crave is alone time. And this might be true for you as well. And this might be like something that comes up in the future and you might be like, oh, let's try to have alone time, see if it helps me. And you know, maybe this might actually help you as well. But I just realized with so much going on, seeing so many people socially, like going back to work, having the move. So I'm like emailing, you know, the real estate agents and the guy who fixes the water and the electrician and the cleaners for our old flat and like all of this stuff. What I really needed was to step back for a second and just breathe and have some alone time. And it genuinely like reset me so, so much and i honestly thought it was such a cool experience because i could look back on this week and be like it was so crazy that was hell like let's hope that we never have a move that goes that rough again or i could look back on this week and be like wow this was a crazy week and it's so cool that i really learned something about myself this week which was that i need to make sure that i have alone time when things are crazy in my life and anyways i just wanted to share that because again like i said earlier i want to make sure that we are using these opportunities like Challenges in our life, craziness in our life, things that go wrong, those are all amazing opportunities to learn things about yourself, to like build resilience up in yourself, whether that's emotionally or just, you know, generally in your personality. And it teaches you to persevere. And I think that's really important. So, anyways, that's my very honest thought for this week and a bit of an update as well. So, you guys have some context as to what's going on. But in today's podcast, I'm going to be kind of bouncing back and forth between kind of like the pros and cons of moving abroad because they really do all tie into each other like a lot of them. It's like, for example, like friendships. There are pros to it and there's like a lot of cons to it as well. And so, I'm going to talk about that. And it's going to be again like an opportunity for you guys to just like hear more about me um and my life and what goes on behind the scenes because it's really easy to think that everything's, you know, just completely good when there is a lot that actually Goes on that you guys probably wouldn't know about. Um, and then also to hear whether or not this is something you might want to do because I know a lot of people, when they look back and they talk about like regrets and things they wish they would have done a lot of people don't ever regret going and traveling. You know, a lot of people don't regret going and doing these big things that are scary. They regret not doing it. Like that is, you know, really what you hear a lot of the time. And I just think it's important to even like just consider it for yourself. And if you've never considered it, like this is kind of a chance for you to like hear my experience and ask yourself, is this worth it for me with the context of my life? And is this something I want to do? So first of all, when I was like, Eighteen, kind of just turned eighteen. I had a friend who was going to be moving to Australia to come to this program at this church, and it was like a like a Christian college kind of thing. Um, at the time, I was really involved in the church that I was at, and I went to a Christian high school, and you know, I I was personally like quite religious at the time, and so I thought, you know, why don't I just jump on this thing with her, and we'll go do it together because I knew it would make it a million times better. So I think that's important for you guys to know as well because as much as I know a lot of people that have moved across the world alone and have completely thrived like that's like most of my friends I did have a bit of like a buffer and I had a best friend who wanted to do it with me so that's just something I feel like I should flag just so you guys do know that for full transparency um her sister also at the time was living here already so there was some like established um like understanding of what the country was like and what we needed to do to prepare and so that was a huge huge help for us so that's when i kind of decided i was going to move here and i moved here in january of what was it 2019 yeah it was january 2019 and i moved here and i was starting school like just about 2 months after that so i came about 2 months before i was going to be starting school And I've never had, like, at that point, I had never had, like, an anxiety attack in my life, really. Like, I had been around people, like, I was in a relationship with someone for quite a while who really struggled with mental health. And I'd been around that, but I personally never really experienced it. Um, And that was the first time in my life that I had an anxiety attack the day I left Canada because it was just crazy to me. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is the last time I'm going to be standing in this bedroom for at least a year, you know, saying goodbye to like my little puppy and just being like crying, 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 especially getting in the car. um, As we were about to go to the airport, it was me, my mom, my dad and my sister. And we were all just like so anxious and I was just crying. And I remember sitting in the driver, not in the driver, sorry, in the, the passenger seat, like of the vehicle, just sobbing and not wanting them to drive the car away. Oh my gosh, I'm literally getting emotional. Like I had to pause it because it was crazy. Like it was hard, you know, it was genuinely really hard. And I remember at the time I was also really like addicted to vaping, which I have a podcast where I talk about how I quit vaping. If you guys are interested, because it's, it's actually so hard. Like addiction is addiction and it's just because it's vaping doesn't mean it's not an addiction, you know, like just because everyone does it doesn't mean it's not still hard. Um, yeah, it was a really big struggle for me and I was so anxious at the time and I literally had packed my vape in my like luggage, which I had like, you know, two big suitcases and I think like a carry on that was my whole life. (laughs) I was moving across the world with that. And I went into my luggage and I dug out my vape so that on the way to the airport, I could like have something to calm me down, (laughs) which looking back, I now know that, addiction and anxiety, like go hand in hand. And especially when it comes to like the effects of nicotine on the brain, it only made my anxiety like a million times worse. I didn't know that though. I hadn't done the research cause I didn't care. Cause of course I was just addicted. So I just, you know, enjoyed it. But I literally, it was that bad where I was like that stressed about it. So it was really hard for me leaving at first. And of course you don't show that on social media. You know, I just was like going to the airport today, like moving to Australia. Can't wait. You know, and everybody was messaging me like so excited for you, babe. It's going to be so good. Like how cool. I would love to do this. You know, but I'm actually there on the way sobbing with a freaking addiction, (laughs) having like an anxiety attack. So, you know, real life here, that's what was actually going on. Of course, I'm not saying I should have posted about that because it's quite personal. But yeah, that was what was going on at the time. And it was really hard. And I remember like waving goodbye to my family at the airport and my mom just like crying and it was so hard to watch. But luckily, like my best friend that I was going with, her parents were there as well. So I feel like Everyone kind of kept their cool because like socially, like the mums and everyone was trying to be cool. So <laughs> that was kind of good. But yeah, so then I basically got here and it was so weird at first. I obviously had like crazy um, jet lag, which is so funny because like you literally feel like you're on another planet. Even just being so far away from home, I had never visited Australia in my life. And I was planning on moving here just for one year, but I had never visited ever. So getting off the plane, hearing like all these different birds and it was so hot. Like it was genuinely so hot. It was probably like 30, 32, maybe 35 degrees out. And the hottest you would get in Canada is like maybe 25, like 30 on like a hot day, which question me on that if you want to, because I honestly, you know, I I can't really like, I honestly don't even fully remember, but I don't explain it to you. Like the humidity, I think, is so hot here in the summer that you literally feel like you're going to suffocate. So I was like, oh, like we got off the plane. It was so hot. I felt like I was in a freaking tropical place. It was beautiful, mind you. Like I, there were palm trees everywhere and I was so excited, but I was also so tired and like getting off a plane like you just feel so like bloated and weird like my feet were like so sore like they kind of like I forget what it's called but like they kind of like puffed up like being in the plane like they just were not happy like it was it was a mess but it was really cool and I was obviously so excited and then it took me like definitely a few weeks to kind of like settle in and get just used to even the environment in the first place one thing about being another country, which I didn't expect is the food and like the water and everything is going to be so different. So the water like made my hair act different and, you know, made my body feel different just drinking it. Um, when it comes to like the wheat and stuff with um like breads and all that kind of stuff it hurt my body so much more like the gluten like I wasn't that in gluten intolerant at home but the moment I moved to Australia the gluten here for some reason was just like so intense and so like I had to kind of try to stop eating gluten. Um, there was just like things like that that I didn't quite expect. Another thing as well is like my immune system used to be pretty bad. And I talk about, you know, gut health and all that kind of stuff, which in different podcasts, if you're curious on how I got my immune system to where it is now, where I'm not, you know, having issues with it. But at the time my immune system was horrible and I was getting sick. Like So much. Like I probably had like five different infections or something in the first like six months of being here. I like had a really bad ear infection at one point and I blew an eardrum. And so I couldn't hear out of one ear for like weeks. And I had um, really bad, what's it called? Like vertigo where you're just like, like really dizzy and like, you don't feel like you're walking straight because like something is kind of like thrown off in your brain because of your hearing. So it was horrible. Like (laughs) there was a lot of things that like happened that they wouldn't have happened at home, but it was just to do with like adjusting to an environment. Um, And of course, because my, my immune system wasn't very good. But that's all just about, you know, getting here at first, adjusting all of that. And I remember a lot of people messaging me from home or even just people here asking like, oh, how are you doing? Like, do you miss your family? Like, is it really hard? And as much as it it was hard, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit after like how I got through that. The reason it wasn't as hard as some people might think is because you have this whole new exciting experience happening and you're meeting like a million people. So you almost like don't have time to think about (laughs) everyone at home and like what they're all doing because you're here busy creating this like whole new life for yourself. So probably one of my favorite things and I say this to people when they ask as well like my favorite thing about moving away and why I think everyone, you know, should do it if you can at some point is the people you meet. Like especially if you move somewhere like Sydney or like a big city, you literally meet people from all over the world, which is so crazy and it I wasn't really was what I was expecting like I think when I first moved here, I thought I was going to be meeting so many Australians. And of course, like I did meet some Australians, like I met my husband (laughs) who is Australian and I met him when I literally, when I first got here, by the end of the year, we ended up getting engaged. And then six months later we got married. So (laughs) I have a bit of like a crazy story when it comes to all of that. And like, that seems crazy, but that's actually not super uncommon. Like the fact that we got married maybe is like a little bit crazy, but I know so many couples, like I literally know so many couples where they came here, they met here, and then they're both from somewhere else in the world. Like one's from America and one's from Mexico, you know, like I'm specifically thinking of a couple I know, (laughs) and then they have to choose. Do they want to live there um, in the States? Do they want to live in Mexico? Do they want to stay in Australia? Um, Another couple that I know that are my friends, like one is from Canada and then like one is from the states and then like they have to decide you know whether they want to go to the states or Canada or back and forth or somewhere like you know in between like a state maybe closer to Canada somewhere in between so it's actually really really common like I know so many so many couples that meet here and it's so cool because then you like get these really interesting couples that are like mix of two completely different types of people and it's just like the coolest experience ever so obviously that's a huge reason why I always say to people I would never change the fact that I moved here because I literally met like my partner in life and it's so weird to me to even think about what if I didn't move here because like I don't even know what I would be doing at home like I'd probably be in university like maybe like dating around I don't know maybe I'd still have ended up back in the relationship that I was in in high school which would not have been good um you know, like, it's just interesting. Like it's, it's crazy to think that like these choices that you can make in life will can literally change your whole life. And that's why like this time in our lives is so important. If you know you're in your twenties, thirties, whatever, like even your teens, these choices that you make now literally change your whole life, which is a lot of pressure, but also like really cool that you can create that for yourself And regardless of if you have the money or the like the time or even like the confidence and like the personal like ability to go and move across the world or do any of these big jumps, like even choosing to go to university or, you know, choosing to move across like the country, that kind of stuff. um, You still have choice. You always have choice. You know, there always is going to be options in front of you. And as much as that's caused me a lot of anxiety and it can cause a lot of anxiety and it can make you question, you know, have I made the right choices, whatever. Like I've just always been someone where, I never regret like I never regret choices I made like if it's maybe hurt someone else I guess that's the only time I would regret something but everything that you do just leads you to where you are now and there's always going to be pros and cons to your situation and it's all really about mindset and like how you look at your life I think um so yeah so I think you meet a lot of people and it's so it's such a good opportunity like it's so funny when I first got here it was in January and then by December all the friends that I had made by the time we all went home for like Christmas holiday. Holidays, we were all in different time zones. And we thought it was so funny cause like our group chat was just a mess. Cause like no one was ever on it at the same time. And when I think about my close friends, like I have like a really close friend that is from Finland and is now back in Finland people from like all over America, like people like, you know, from the south and like Texas and like one of my best friends is from Michigan. And then another one of my best friends is from Bolivia. Hello, Flavia, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) One of my best friends is from Mexico. Actually like a few of my really good friends are from Mexico. Um, I've had a really good friend from Germany as well who is still here. I had a really good friend from Alaska, like a lot of Brazilians I've met, Um, a really good friend from the UK, actually a few, Um, a really good friend from, from South Africa and then obviously Australia as well. And then even like a lot of other Canadians, which it's really interesting when you move away and then you find people that are from where you're from, it's really comforting. And like, you want to become friends with those people, which is really funny because like you could have done that at home, you know? But like, it's funny that you want to do that when you're far away, but it's something that's like really comforting. Even just hearing them say like about, you know, and like out and like, I'm going to go get my bag and my tag. Like you don't, you guys don't understand how much people make fun of me for that kind of stuff. Like it's kind of gone away a little bit now. I've been saying some words a little bit more Australian. Even like when I say about, I started saying like about and like, what is that? I hate that. Why did I start saying that? Or like when I say good, a lot of Australians say like good, like, yeah, it's been so good. And so I've started saying good, which is garbage. I hate that. Don't know where that's come from. So it's really funny because like even things with your language starts to change. And like these funny little sayings that come up and the way you phrase things and you start to talk like your friends, but it's so funny because it's like a mix of people from all over the world. It is just the craziest thing. Like you will not get this in your hometown. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get this unless obviously you're from Sydney or you're from a big city. You're not going to get that perspective from all over the world. You're not going to, learn as much as you would. Like I have learned so, so much about the world and even like politics and, and how different countries um, work and what makes like a third world country, a third world country and um, what it looks like to live in places that actually have, you know, better healthcare or worse healthcare. And just all these really interesting things, like how people like get around this city and how money works in different countries and the social norms in different countries and all these things. Like, I feel like I've traveled the globe even though I've literally just been to places in North and South America and then like, Australia, because I've learned so much through friends and having friends that I've been friends with for, you know, maybe two years or whatever. And then they've gone home as well. It's really interesting when they go home to visit, especially, and you see like their Instagram stories and stuff, because these are all the people that you talk to on a regular basis. So it comes up on your Instagram and you get to see all these countries, but from someone that, you know, that's your age and what it's like to live, you know, in, I don't know, (laughs) Germany and what it's like to be there and party there and what it's like to, I don't know, just everything, like the food there. It's so cool. Like I had a friend go home last week back to Mexico and I saw him posting videos of him like on the streets of Mexico and like the different food and different architecture. And like just through that, that one specific example, I've learned so much about a country. And it's so, so cool. Like one of my closest friends from Bolivia and I've learned so much about Bolivia and like that culture and like language and what it's like to talk about things like, I don't know, sexuality and um, like mental health and all that kind of stuff in a different country and how to understand that people are coming from so many different perspectives and people are coming with so many different types of backgrounds. So you can't just assume that everyone is like woke on certain subjects or that everyone's going to understand different types of ways of thinking. And they're going to be like able to process things the way you do, because people just come from different backgrounds and it's not necessarily good or bad to be from any of these countries. And that's the other thing too, is I think it's really interesting. Like you don't realize how much you like make assumptions on people because of where they're from. Like, everyone just is like, oh, Brazilians, you know, they're so loud, they're so crazy. But like, I've met a lot of Brazilians that are like quiet and not what you would expect, you know? And then like Americans, people can say like, oh, Americans are so like harsh and like rude and like, whatever, but I have like, some of my best friends are American, you know? And yeah, you meet people from all over the world. I don't know, it's just it's just interesting. Like people from like, you know, Germany and like those kind of places where you would think like more quiet or like more cold, but then like, they're not like that at all. Like people are just different. From everywhere, you know, you get every type of person from everywhere. And it's just so fun. It is just, I could go on about this and I'm gonna stop because I know I've been talking about this for like way too long. But I just find it to be like the most beautiful thing. And you learn so much about different cultures and you learn to respect different cultures. It definitely makes you want to travel to these places. And what's even more cool about that is if you have friends that are from these places and they've then gone home, you have people to meet up with and hang out with at that place. And then they can take you out to like, all the cool pubs and all the bars and like meet the people and where you should actually go and it's like having a tour guide for the whole or like earth like how insane is that it's so cool like it's just so valuable um and i just that's one thing that i i always stress to people like if you can move somewhere move somewhere where you know you know maybe obviously like everyone knows what they like so if you think that sounds like way too much for you and too crazy and you just want to move somewhere like tropical and like you're like on a literal like island alone like then that's fine but I always recommend moving somewhere where you are going to have this opportunity to meet people because it's just so cool to make all these different connections um and yeah it's really beautiful but (laughs) and this is like a big but because this has been genuinely really hard is people go home (laughs) so you move across the world you meet all these amazing people you they become your best friends for like a year, two years, whatever, you go through insane growth with them, which I'll talk about a little bit after you have this, like all these beautiful experiences with them. And then one day they just move home and you suddenly have like lost one of your best friends in a way. And I understand now, I think the first time one of my friends left from here to go back home, I finally understood why my friends from home found it so hard when I left, because As much as you know, like they're your friend and like you love them and you're still gonna talk, like it's not gonna be the same. Like obviously, you know, it's long distance. It's not gonna be the same. You can still FaceTime and stuff, but it's hard. Like when people have busy lives to like consistently do that. So yeah, that was really hard. Like I have probably had now realistically like more than 10 friends that I have been like very close friends with that have now left, which is so hard, but. It's also so cool because, again, like everything I said before, you cherish those memories. You know that the next time you see them is going to be so cool and like so fun. And you keep up with the people that you really want to keep up with. Like like I said, the friend that I talked to from Bolivia, like we FaceTime like once a week for like hours. And it's amazing, you know. And so you get that. And... It's nothing, you know, ever against the people that I then don't do that with. I think it's just different friendships because equally friends that I have from Canada, that when I go back to Canada, like I know it'll be like we haven't skipped a beat, like, even if I don't know exactly what they're doing with all the little things of their life, because you know, people's lives change so much day to day, like, it'll be similar. It'll be so similar because it's just that connection that you have with people. And it's cool. Like you can choose who you really keep keep up with. And it is such a beautiful experience, although it can be very hard when people leave. And it's taught me a lot about myself. It's taught me a lot about making friendships and like what it looks like to go out there and just make the effort and make new friends. Like I've, especially around COVID, when a lot of people left at the start of COVID was like hell for me because honestly like probably like five or six of my friends all left at once and I literally just felt like I suddenly had like one friend and then plus Sam and it was like so hard and like I remember crying like dropping people off at the airport crying and then the next day another person crying and then like two weeks later was another person crying and it's like it's like you're having like a million breakups like it's so hard but it's also so amazing so as much as it's hard of course I would never give it up and I would never have not wanted those friendships, you know, like, what are you going to do? Like not ever hang out with anyone that's going to potentially leave at some point. Like, no, I don't think that's the way to do it. I think that yes, you can have some boundaries. Like if you know, someone is about to leave the country, maybe don't start a full-time relationship with them. Like as in like a dating relationship, because that can be really hard as I know. And by that, I don't mean I started dating anyone in Australia. I was in a relationship with someone before I left and then, yeah leaving was like really weird and just like hard and like, you, you know, there wasn't any like really closure for me. I feel like even just mentally, like there was, but there wasn't because when you just leave the country, that's not actually like getting back to normal life. Does that make sense? Anyways, hopefully no one cares about this and this isn't like tea or anything because I'm not trying to cause any trauma. I'm just, this is just my life. This is just my experience. um And so, yeah, I got to Australia and it was like, I had just had this really crazy relationship and crazy year and it was just, it was good because it was like a fresh start. Like that's the other thing too I wanted to mention. It is so cool that when you move away, you can like create a whole new person if you wanted to. I'm not saying I came and just fabricated some person, but if there are parts of you that you don't want to share with people, there isn't this like whole history that people know about you, you know? If you have been going through some big thing or something happened at home that was really traumatic or like even anything like that, you can literally meet new people and just not mention it and they would never know, which is really cool. Like even all of the things that you might've done through like high school or the way that you've always been like, you can just change. You can just become a new person and no one's going to hold like your past against you, which I think maybe as you get older, that becomes more and more valuable to think that you could do that. Um, but it's just an interesting thought. I wanted to put it in there because it really is like a fresh start. And if you feel like you need a fresh start, like I find that's a lot of the time when people do these big moves. Um, and it really does like shake your life up. It changes everything. It's a, whole new atmosphere. You know, you're not around anything that could be like triggering you back to anything that happened. Like it is just, mm, like it really, it can really help you like reset. Obviously it's a huge jump and it can be really scary to also do when mentally you're struggling. So I'm not saying if you're like, have gone through a broke breakup or like something bad has happened in your life to move <laughs> because that can also be really dangerous, but it also works for a lot of people. So, you know, I just, just thought I would bring that up. Just thought I'd mention it. But now I kind of want to talk about even like missing like my family and what that looks like for me. So when it comes to missing family and even obviously like friends from home and stuff. Yes, it is hard. I would say that, you know, I obviously think about my friends and family at home daily. Like it is a thing that I definitely think about, you know, when you talk about your family and things come up and, you know, you mention your family at home and it's hard. Like it is hard. But there are things that you can definitely do to make it better. And I think the biggest one that I, you know, would recommend is obviously just talking to them, like FaceTiming them, texting them, like trying to have a relationship as well as you can with the people from home and also like social media, like staying ideally if they post on social media that's amazing because you can stay updated with them like it's obviously really easy for like my friends at home to stay updated with me cuz i post all the time you know but obviously just depends how your friends are with that you might have to you know go and really ask them <laughs> of course you know that's a friendship but going and talking to them another thing is like getting packages from home like if you get someone to send you like a package with like um like food from home and things that you can't get here that you can only get at home like for me it's like Ketchup chips and like fishy crackers, and I'm trying to think of things like maple syrup, you know, things like that. And obviously, like handwritten notes, things like that is really, really sweet. And when you are far away like this, it means a lot to you. And I think generally, like missing people like that, that feeling comes and goes. Like, I have weeks where I'm like really homesick for some reason. Like, something's happened with me personally in my life that makes me miss home, or something's happened at home that's made me miss home, or I'm just, you know, feeling emotional that week. Like there's literally always certain weeks for me that kind of trigger me or whatever. But then sometimes I'm perfectly fine. So it really depends, like when you ask me what's going on in my life, whether or not I'm like really missing home at a time, you know. I think with COVID and everything, um, not being able to leave and come back has made it hard because I haven't seen my family now in oh, like a year and a half, year and seven or eight months now, which is hard. Like crazy you know I haven't seen my parents haven't seen my sister and even like I don't know when stuff happens at home as well it's hard like my grandpa died he passed away like in the last year obviously wasn't able to go to his funeral when my aunts passed away wasn't able to go to his funeral and it's not just going to people's funerals as well it's like being with your family in times when stuff like that happens like you can't be there for that And obviously if things were normal, like I probably would have, you know, or I, I obviously, I should say would have gone home as long as financially and stuff, it would have been fine. I would have gone home for my grandpa's funeral, but like, it's just, you know, I couldn't because of COVID I would have been stuck there. And obviously I have my husband here and I can't kind of come back to home to him. So it just didn't happen. So it's hard. Like there's definitely things that you are sacrificing completely. And I had friends here as well that moved here, but at home they had like their mom who was sick or something. They had, you know, a sister or a brother who had like a disability or something that, you know, they were used to being at home to support. And then now they've been taken away from that situation because as much as everyone in their life there wanted them to move on and do something great with their life. Like a lot of the time people are relying on you, especially the older you get, you know, the harder it is to do these things. And so, If you are even in a position to be able to do this, you are lucky because there's a lot of people who can't do something like this. And I definitely acknowledge that. I'm not saying like everyone should do this and everyone has, you know, the opportunity because I understand (laughs) not, of course, everyone has this opportunity. And I'm very, very grateful to have had this opportunity, Um, you know, and there's pros and cons to it. And there's always choices you can make. And it's not the only option isn't, you know, stay where you are or move to the furthest continent away from you, (laughs) there are things in between, of course. So I think that's what you can get out of this podcast as well today is like, there's always choices for you. And a lot of the time, stepping out of your comfort zone is going to be the better choice and it's going to grow you and it's going to make you more confident. And it's going to give you amazing opportunity, which is how I think you move forward in life. Another thing I wanted to mention as well, which people don't really talk about a lot. And like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to mention it because sometimes people think it's kind of rude, but I wanted to talk about like the money side of it because obviously me saying stuff like, Oh, I've had the opportunity to do all this kind of stuff. I am talking as well financially, like situationally, of course. Yes. But also like um, like financially, it's a huge thing. And I definitely had a lot of support from my parents. Like I want to be transparent about that because I'm not going to pretend like, you know, I have this amazing, like overcoming story. Like I do in a lot of ways, but I also got a lot of help. Thank God, because I wouldn't have been able to do this or I might've been able to, but it would have taken me a lot longer because equally, I know a lot of people that definitely don't come from parents who can help them at all. And they've had, you know, A job and they've worked full time at home for maybe a year or six months, they've saved up money and they've moved here with like $3,000, you know, or $2,000, like, or maybe even less. Like I genuinely know people like that as well. And they've done perfectly fine and they're still here. So you can do this regardless of how much money you have. And I don't want that to automatically hold you back. Like if you're listening right now and you're like, Oh, like, I wish I could do this, but I don't have money. Like I don't, you know, I literally can't do that. Can't pay for a flight, let alone once I'm there and I'm living there, you know? But I, I don't want you to also let yourself think small because I've seen people do it for sure. And there are definitely ways to like work around it and budget and find a cheap flight and get a job when you first get here, you know? Like there's always jobs and hospitality and there's always things you can do to find, like even if it's like a crappy job at first and then you work your way up, like there's always things you can do. My whole first year that I worked here, I worked at a restaurant as like a food runner. And I was like there until 12 o'clock at night, like polishing cutlery. And that was like my regular day-to-day stuff on top of doing school full-time. Like that, you know, it wasn't easy. (laughs) Like, yeah, I still had to make sacrifices, but it was amazing, it was so fun. And I had an amazing opportunity happening at the same time. So I loved it, you know? So it's all about like balance and being able to make the sacrifices and asking yourself if you want to do that. Because equally I could have stayed home, and lived with my parents and worked and had a bunch of money and like bought a car and like put a down payment on a house at some point and like lived a little cushy life at home. And I think that's amazing if people want to do that. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Like, especially if you're like very much like a family person or like a homebody and like you don't even really tr- like value traveling that much. Like, that's totally fine. And that's great, you know? And that's actually like, uh, I would say, if anything, the easier option. I mean, obviously, depending on. The situation. It might not be easy at all for you to stay where you are, but it's, it's something that I wanted to do. It's something that I set my mind to. And the option was like, it's literally like get a job, make friends, make it happen or go home. And I didn't want to go home. So I constantly made sure that I was on top of it and I was working really hard. And if I ever really did need support, then of course I had parents to back me and I had things like that. But at one point, I think especially when you first move here, you really want to support yourself. Like you really want to like have a job and pay your rent and you know pay your food and do all that for yourself a lot of the time. But obviously taking help, isn't bad either. And if you have that there, like, Oh my God, take it, take it for as long as you can. Like, you know, don't take advantage of it, but take it because people want to give it to you and support is always helpful. So yeah, I wanted to talk about money and then obviously visas as well, because visas are a whole thing that people always ask me about too. Like, Oh, what visa are on you? How, like, are you on, how are you doing this? And at first I was on a student visa. So I came on a student visa. And as long as you stay in school full time, you can keep that visa for as long as your program is, um, because I was going to this program that was at like a Christian college and it was like, um, music and theology. So you're like learning about the Bible and, you know, Christian stuff. And then you're also learning about, I was doing vocals. And so I was doing like singing classes and kind of like performing kind of classes and that kind of stuff. Um, it was like a mix of those two things. I really liked it and it was, it was cool for what I wanted at the time. But then eventually in this, you know, I could go on about this forever, but it got pretty like toxic for me to be in that space just because mm, when it came to like all the Christian stuff, like it was quite um, like you weren't allowed to do a lot of stuff, you know, like, you weren't you weren't meant to like drink or smoke or party or have sex with anyone or like do anything, you know? And so that was really toxic for me mentally, because if I was doing any of those things, it was just like really shameful and you'd like get in trouble for it. You could get kicked out of the program for it, which means you could get sent home for it. And so it was just really intense. And I realized I had to leave. But luckily for me, and this is again, like just my situation, but Sam and I met and we loved each other and we knew we wanted to get married. Like people talk about like, how did you know, you know, when you wanted to get married, but it's like, when you know, you know, like we genuinely knew honestly, probably like two or three months after we, after we started dating, like we started talking about getting engaged and our original thought was we can either do the whole program, which was three years, get married after that, or we can get married now and we can just like be married now and like live together and enjoy that because at the time we both obviously as well were quite um religious. So we didn't like as much as we were having sex and stuff like we didn't want to live together because we knew we wouldn't be allowed like we'd get like shamed for it. So we chose to get married. Um which again looking back like people do ask me now like oh would you have done that now? And I think if Sam and I met now And we are thinking about getting married. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten married as quickly because we wouldn't have had anything externally that would have been causing us to think that. But again, I would never have changed anything. Like, I love that I'm married to him. Like, I like, I don't know, I just wouldn't change it. That's my thing. Like, I could never, ever, ever change it. And I love, love, love being married to him. And I know full heartedly, and I've known this whole time that I want to spend the rest of my life with him. So for us, it obviously worked out. A lot of people that come from the church and like social pressures from the church, it doesn't work out. So, you know, I can definitely acknowledge that. But for us, it worked out. And because of that, it somehow all worked out because I was on a student visa. We then got married and then I was like, okay, F this. I don't want to be a student here anymore. This is horrible for me. And so then I was able to move into a partner visa. And we chose to do that because A, I needed to stay in the country. um, And B, we knew we were going to stay here long term. So we knew it would be worth it. But visas are a lot of money. People think that because you marry someone from that country, it means that you can just stay there. That's not true, guys. Like Just applying for the visa, the partner visa alone is about seven, just over seven grand. And then if you go through an agent, it was like another seven grand. And then plus the money that I've spent on like uh, my student visas, I probably spent like a good $15,000 just on visas, literally just for a piece of paper that says I can stay in the country which is crazy. Like it's crazy. And the reason, by the way, that you go with uh, an agent is because it's so much paperwork. And if you mess it up, basically what happens is they look at your profile. They go, Oh no, you're missing all this stuff. They tell you, you need to send through more information and they put you back at the bottom of the pile. Or like, you know, that's basically what happens because it then takes you so much longer to get your visa. And with my current situation, I'm waiting for my partner visa to come through, which can take up to like two years. Um, We did it about six months ago. So it can take about two years. I'm waiting for it because I can't study here and study with the financial like rates for a student in Australia and be like a domestic like Australian student until I have that visa. And it's about four times the price to study here as an international student. So if I were to go try to study right now, originally I was looking into studying psychology. So say I wanted to study psychology. It's about mm, like maybe say 13,000 or something, 10,000 for the year. It's probably a bit more, but say it's around there. When I was looking, I remember the numbers. It was literally genuinely like $50,000 or something for one year to study as an international student here. So it's crazy. Like just, just purely because you're an international student and that's why we've done this visa as well, so that I can study eventually because I do want to study some sort of program long term. I don't think it'll be psychology anymore. It'll probably be something to do with naturopathy stuff, like holistic health stuff, um or even like a sex ed type of like sexual education thingy. That's kind of my vibe, but I haven't quite decided yet, and I have some time anyways, so I can choose that later. But that's more on me because I think it's good that you guys have that bit of context to understand where I'm at and, you know, what I'm doing with my life. But yeah, like financially, being together has really helped us because it can support us together. And like when it comes to being helped during COVID, we were able to be supported during COVID. Um, And obviously Sam is like a part-time producer and part-time works in a cafe. And so that's been helpful because he has like multiple streams of income. And then with myself, like I do social media stuff and then I also work in a restaurant, but I basically work full-time in a restaurant and then I just do this On top of working in a restaurant. So, not fully full time because I obviously need time off to create content and all that. But yeah, that's what our lives look like financially. And I wanted to share that with you guys because, like, I think it's important that you guys hear this. Like, it's so easy. And I find this really hard too when. I look at other people that post online and stuff and I just see all the good stuff and I'm like, Oh my God, it's so easy for them. Like they seem to just have so much money and they're just doing whatever they want and they're going out all the time and drinking. And like, they look like they never work and like how, you know, they must be just completely supported by their parents and you get like, you know, jealousy and all that kind of stuff. Like, I want you guys to always know that like, it is not easy. (laughs) Like we're, you know, we're always working. We're always going above and beyond to try to grow our personal like businesses and what we're doing on the side. And it's a lot of work and visas have been a lot of money and it's a lot of saving as well. Like we've saved a lot of money, which of course takes like budgeting and not eating out all the time and all of that. So There you go. That's all that if you're curious about that. For what it's like, if you were curious to live and actually live in Australia, um, wage, like minimum wage is higher. Like it's at least $20, um, maybe more around like 25. And then Saturday, Sunday rates are always higher. Like I think on a Sunday, I probably make like, I think it's just over $40 an hour, I want to say. So it's like definitely higher, but then rent is really high. Like our rent is like 590, I think. Yeah, 590 a week, you know, which is so much. When I first moved here, I was like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. Like how am I going to survive? But then, you know, you work and you figure it out and you budget and like, you're fine. But with renting, it sucks. Cause obviously that money is just going out the window. Like you're purely just paying to live at this place. It's like, you're staying at a hotel, you know, like you're not building towards anything. So that makes it really hard as well. So there are, there's a lot to look at. Um, another thing I wrote down <laughs> when I was planning for this is like phone plans are a lot cheaper, which I thought was really interesting for some reason. Um, like I pay the same that I paid at home but I get like amazing data, like way more data. Whereas before it was so limited. Um, what else, what else did I write down? Hmm. Oh yeah. Moving is like super expensive. The other thing was like renting is like when you move place to place, it's kind of cool because like here they have six months leases. So you can move literally somewhere for six months. And if you hate it, you can move somewhere else and you can kind of travel and literally still rent a home. Like you don't have to be a backpacker to travel, but It is like expensive to move because like you have to buy new things for that space. And obviously just moving in general, like getting movers if you want to, getting cleaners if you want to, all of that can be really expensive. So anyways, yeah, it's doable. There are things you can definitely do to make it work. You can save money, you can get a job, you can, you know, budget your money, you can like do a lot, you know, to, to make sure that you can do this. If this is something you want to do, but you might have to make some sacrifices and you might have to like sleep on your friend's couch for a little bit between finding places. And it's, it's a whole thing. Like I've had multiple people sleeping on my couch. When I first got here, I had one guy that was my friend's friend and he slept on our couch for like two months. So yeah, it's a thing. Like you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy out here. Lots of young people, lots of fun, lots of moving around, lots of busyness, but a lot of opportunity. And it's like really cool. And it's really grown me as a person. And this is another thing that I wanted to touch on specifically. There's only kind of like a few other little things that I'm going to mention, because I know we're already getting to like that 50-ish minute mark. So I don't want to, you know, talk your ear off. But like when it comes to how it's grown me, it has grown me so much. Like I feel like I have, like, I don't even know how to explain it, like, fast tracked like 10 years into my life because I've had so many situations that I've had to learn from, like, with confidence. My confidence, oh my God, has gone through the roof because, like, I've had to create my whole life, you know? I've had to go find a job. I've had to be good at that job interview so I could get the job. I've had to work my way into that job to get a better, like, role at that job. I've had to go and make friends because you don't move here with, like, heaps of friends. You know, obviously, I came with my one friend, but, like, You have to make friends. I created a whole relationship with someone like to the point that we got married. Um, I've like created all the social media stuff. And like, to me, that's like my business. And that's something that I'm growing. And I've watched my husband do that with being, becoming a producer and doing all of his music. And like, I've created all of that. And to me, that gives me so much confidence because that takes a lot of time and effort and like money and commitment. And I've had to do it to literally live and pay rent. And so- (laughs) I think that's really cool and I think that's so valuable if that's something like you're thinking of doing. Of course, like moving away, it gives you crazy confidence. Like it just does. I have so many friends that I've seen grow so much just because they've been here. And like I said earlier, it's like a fresh start, which can be really like liberating. And another thing is like resilience. Like it gives you so much resilience because there's no escape plan. Like if I was at home, right? And I started a new job and I hated it. And I was like, oh my God, mom, like I hate this job. Like it's literally shit. Like my boss treats me horribly. Like I don't know what to do. She'd be like, you know what, F it, quit the job. Like come live at home. If I, you know, if I wasn't already living at home, we'll help you out until you find a new good job. Like." I can't do that here. I I don't have the capacity to do that. It's like, you have to tough things out. If you move to a new place and you've signed a lease, you have to tough it out. You have to make it work. You have to be resilient. Like, if you have you know certain friends that all leave and then you don't have any friends, you have to go make new friends. It's like resilience is like something that has like grown in me extremely just because purely because I'm here and there's no escape plan. Like that's the best way I can explain it. Um, and then another thing I want to touch on is like culture shock um, and like the differences between like the country and your home, which you'll experience this different obviously everywhere you go. For me, it honestly wasn't that bad because Canada and Australia are quite similar. Like like, I guess, government wise and socially what's acceptable and how people live their life. A lot of stuff is pretty similar. So it wasn't that hard for me, to be honest, when it came to culture shock. But there are definitely things that have bothered me about being here that at home would be completely normal. Like, for example, bugs. Oh, my God. Like cockroaches are everywhere everywhere and it's so normal here and I just about shit my pants when I first saw one here and especially the big ones like they're like the size of like your thumb for reference a big one. <gasps> Ooh, like it's made me sick like bugs is a thing you know the weather it being so hot in the summer is like can be so much and another thing is a lot of flats don't have ac and that's like so normal here and another thing is like laundry. Like, a lot of people don't have um, dryers. Like, most people in Australia hang up their laundry like in the backyard or whatever, which is just a little bit weird to me. Another thing is like the dishwasher. A lot of people for some reason don't use their dishwasher like it's known to be like you don't need a dishwasher, why don't you just wash your own dishes. So like a lot of places don't have one. Thank God we have one and we're buying a dryer. So like <laughs> we're those kind of like prissy people in our in our building that we need um a washer and a dryer. But like our washer and dryer is together in the flats. Like for example, in this building, there's like seven people that live here, but there's one big room that we have in like the basement that you enter through the backyard of this apartment building, which this is going to sound so weird if you don't understand Australia, but we keep all of our washers in there and we all do our washer, like our washing in the same room. Like, isn't that weird? Like that just confused me so much. Like sometimes I just feel like I'm camping and I just can't, like I can barely handle it. Um, but of course there's so many pros, you know, it's like You're camping, but you're camping at like a beach house, you know, so it's kind of cool. Anyways, that's something that I wanted to point out. If you're curious specifically about moving to Australia, those are some things that I would like to warn you about formally. And I think when it comes to, you know, if you've been here a year or two years or you've traveled somewhere And you're getting to the point where you're creating like a pros and cons list and you're trying to decide if you want to leave. I think that's a really good sign for you to kind of reassess it because some people traveling is amazing and it can do all those things for you, but then equally you can go back home and then you can live with your family and you can like have your kids grow up with their grandparents and all that kind of stuff, which for us is forever going to be a challenge. Like forever. Like obviously all my family's in Canada. And then Sam has his family here in Australia. I have more family in Canada, but it doesn't matter. Like it's our parents, you know? So Either way, our kids are going to grow up with only one set of grandparents in one area and they're going to have to travel to see the other set of grandparents. And that's hard. Like that's really hard for us to think about, especially for myself who grew up with like a pretty big family. And like I have like seven aunts like, or eight aunts. Like I have so many, you know, aunts and family members and cousins and people running around. Whereas now, like I have a lot less family and like obviously in person. And that's really hard. So you know, that can be obviously a struggle if you end up meeting someone. But if it's just you and you come and you travel for a few years and you love it and then you realize, okay, that's it. I miss everyone a lot. It's time to go home. I'm ready to go settle in at home, take this newfound like confidence and experience and like new person that I am and bring it back home and, and make the things at home that I want to make better, better, then that's also equally amazing. And I think that that's a really, great way to kind of plan it. Like that's how I planned it. Obviously I planned to just move here for a year guys, one year. And now I'm here for the rest of my damn life. Like what happened? So it happens, you know, but you get to that point where you start creating like a bit of a pros and cons list. And then ultimately like you just decide if you want to stay long-term or, you know, and you want to fight and you want to get the visas, you want to pay the money or if you want to leave and both are valid and great. And I think when it comes to people looking back on their lives, a lot of the time, like I said earlier, they regret not doing things. They regret not taking that leap of faith. They regret not doing that thing that was out of their comfort zone. They don't regret doing it. And so I think if you're considering something like this, you should do it. I think especially after COVID, like things are opening up again and people have been stuck in one place for so long and it's given people a chance to reflect, like, I think you should do it. Honestly, that's my recommendation. That's what I have to say. Um, That's kind of it I think I want to just reiterate like there's no place like home and you know traveling and potentially even moving to a place to stay for a long time was is so worth it for me and I think it's so worth it for so many people and is an incredible experience but again there's no place like home the moment I go home I get off the plane and I even just smell like the Canadian air which sounds weird but if you've experienced it you'll know exactly what I'm talking about it is so comforting and there's no place like home you know Oh my God. Wait, something I didn't mention is like the food here. Oh my God. It's so cool when you move somewhere else, like the food is so different. And even like geographically being closer to so many different places, you get different types of food. Like at home, for example, when I would have Chinese food, it's like Canadian Chinese food, but that's not Chinese food. Like chicken balls with like that red sauce. Oh my God. That's not Chinese food. That's like North American Chinese food. Whereas being here now, I know like the difference between Japanese food and Chinese food, which to some people seems obvious, but in Canada, like mm, a lot of the restaurants, it's just like a big mix. It's like literally just like Asian food, like, which is so bad. Like it's like literally like at that point, I'm thinking like cultural appropriation because it's just weird. But here you get like all the different types of food and Thai food and Indian food and Italian food and all these places that because you're, closer to, like maybe not all of them, but like most of them, you get closer to different places. You get to try different things, which is of course a huge way to grow. It's eat, pray, love, baby. You got to get the eat in there. Also, oh my God, like the coffee, like at home, I would go for coffee at Starbucks. And that was like a big deal. I was like, "Mm," like Starbucks is, you know, the good version of coffee here. Starbucks is trash. It's so funny. Like here it's like like a chain shitty, like no one goes to Starbucks here, but like coffee culture here is a whole thing. And you get like amazing coffee. So anyways, that's now officially everything that I wanna share about this. If you guys have any more questions, because I have had this question so much like in my DMs, like asking me how even to do this and what you can do and is it worth it and is it hard? And I've had so many questions that I just wanted to make like a full proper episode talking about it. If I missed anything like really specific, let me know, like message me on Instagram, which is Alyssa Taylor Harper. If you guys don't follow me over there, you can go to the like description of this episode and I'll link it there. And you can follow me there and DM me. And then I'll like, I'll do something on my stories and I'll do, you know, I'll talk about anything I might've missed. And yeah, that's everything. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you liked today. It was definitely very different, much more chill. We were kind of having a chat, you know, and a bit more so you can get to know me and the context of where I'm coming from. I hope this helped you have some perspective on what it looks like to move abroad and what it actually is like. And hopefully it wasn't like too negative because I wanted to give like a bit of a balance there. And yeah, of course, if you guys have any more questions, reach out, you can follow me on Spotify here if you're listening on Spotify Um, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I believe you can like subscribe over there as well or even just turn on like the notifications so you can see when a new podcast comes through. Sometimes I post them on like the Thursday night, but I don't post on Instagram that I've posted it until the Friday. So like you'll get it a little bit early. Earlier, which is kind of fun. And of course, it is always so helpful to me if you guys leave a like a rate and review on Apple podcasts. So if you want to do that, then that's super supportive for me. And I would really appreciate that, which obviously helps me grow in general. And it's just a huge support. So thank you guys always for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to see you in the next episode. Okay, that's it. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>